Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 384 of the Drug Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I'll tell you what, this past week has been crazy in more ways than one. Starting off Tuesday, I accidentally cut the fuck out of my thumb. My right thumb. Oh, shit. I got like a freaking gash right at this moment in time on my right thumb. What had happened was, the day prior at my workplace, I decided to go through and uh, put a little miniature candle, little glass miniature candle and stuff like that inside the freezer to freeze up the wax. And then all of a sudden the next day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this little like a scraper or whatsoever and then just get the wax out, clean that, then, you know, that'll be that. Well, no. No, that didn't happen. I put too much pressure on the glass with my thumb uh-huh. and my forefinger. Cracked the glass. Uh-huh. Obviously, I smashed the damn thing and it went into my thumb. So I end up bleeding like a son of a gun. <laughs> so my manager and my assistant manager helped me out like with my uh, thumb and everything. And once I got everything else washed and uh, got a little bit of Vaseline things on it and then got a bandage over it, one of the coworkers decided to point out that uh, I saw a little bit of blood on my arm. And I went through on my arm and I looked at it and I tried wiping it off. I'm like, okay, that feels kind of weird. Turns out, I had a flap in my thumb that was sticking to my fucking arm. <laughs> so, I had literally a hunk of my thumb, like, uh, the tissue and all that and stuff. I had to go through and toss that out, obviously. But, uh, for the better part of the week, I have been nursing this thumb. I have antibiotics and stuff and a bandage nice. on it right now. I may have to rebandage it again, because this one is very loose. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, my game time during this week, well, I've been doing fairly amount of good gaming. But uh, what I, how I've been doing it is uh, I've been using my right thumb. I've been using my right index finger. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> actually, it's not too bad. <laughs> I've actually right. I've actually worked it to where if something happens to my fingers or something, one of the other ones can go through and easily go into place. <laughs> when I'm doing like control styles, I don't know what it is, but. Uh, I'm so used to having like little bits of like finger sprains or finger like a soreness or whatsoever that I just switch off on different fingers. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad, but uh, like I said, the past week has been interesting because I've been working, I've been doing a whole lot of various things around the house, went through, cooked a bunch. I actually went through and helped cook dinner and stuff for tonight, so it's been fine. But as for game stuff... Like I was telling Tyler before the podcast and stuff, I had been playing a good assortment of games. Actually, I've went through a beat plenty of games this week. Wasn't expecting that, but uh, a lot of fun stuff. But enough about me. Tyler, how have you been this week? Doing all right, you know. Doing good. Uh, You know, football's back, so that's nice. Yeah. It's a weird, like, you feel bad for enjoying it with everything going on, obviously. It's like, all right, cool. It's like, well, we don't deserve some this. But... form of entertainment, you know? Oh, yeah, period. no, like, don't give me, like, yeah, like, my Sundays are no longer, you know, it's like the, it's like from, like, noon, well, because it starts central time, noon to 10 o'clock. It's like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, I imagine this is what's like going to the spa kind of thing. It's like, oh, this is nice. I miss this. This is really good. <laughs> I mean, other than the Packers game where that's just three and a half hours of uh, anxiety. Um, yep. Which every football fan or any sports fan in general knows all about. Oh yeah. Um, Same thing with me with the Niners today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, the yeah. Niners. We were talking about that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> they've had a they had a bad luck today. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, I'm doing doing all right. You know, I've been doing that because I got the, I got that YouTube TV shit for, um, it's it's really stupid where it's like, I've tried multiple antennas to like because I'm like I just if I have regular channels, like all right, it'll suck. I'll miss Monday Night Football and shit like that, and I'll I'll miss like two Packers games this year, uh, and then I think one playoff game. Um, it's like all right, whatever I can. But I, I last year I tried out like four or five antennas, uh. And like one of them was like, oh, one, uh, cool, I got, because it was ABC, CBS, Fox, and uh, NBC. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this one doesn't have NBC. Then I hook up another, like, I got another one. And I'm like, fuck, this one doesn't have Fox. And it was like, I can't <laughs> find one that has all the, the other, and it's like, fuck, this is, yeah, so, this is how they get um, <laughs> yeah, so last year I ended up getting YouTube TV. And then, so it's like, it's like, I was talking to my parents about it. It's like, it's like, oh, you enjoy football? I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, what, uh, what'd you end up doing? I'm like, YouTube TV is like, Really? He's like, yeah. It's like I'm basically paying 70, 70 bucks a month to fucking have the local channels uh, at this rate. And then, I mean, it's, there's a obviously I have like, I, like there's like a bunch of channels on there, but for the most part, it's just for sports. And I, I've been, I got deep into fucking bar rescue now. Um, it's just like a bar version of uh, Kitchen Nightmares. It's trash TV, but it's it, I don't know, it's something. It's it's nice to watch when I'm sitting there eating food. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but um. <laughs> It's not as good as he's not as good as John Taffer's not as good as Gordon Ram, Gordon, Ram, Gordon Ramsay though he's he's a he's a he's all time great right there it's rotten, um, but anyway I don't know where I was going with that but uh, so you know enjoying football and then I plus I got the Sunday ticket thing with sister because she goes to college um, I get a uh, she gets like a bunch of discounts on shit oh. so she gets a a discount on NFL Sunday ticket oh. or but it's it's the streaming one you know normally it's like I think it's like. 60 bucks a month for like four months oh. or five months uh i get it for a hundred dollars oh. for the whole season so wow. normally i think it's like 250 to 300 dollars and i get it for a hundred um so i'm like yes it sucks because it's like streaming and the only thing i could stream it on is my ps4 so i wish there was like a way like an app for it on my tv because like my smart tv would be way better but so it's like it's uh, it's kind of annoying at times where i'm like all right packers with two commercial switch over to the ps4 and like it's cool though on there because you can watch four games at once so I'll wow. have like the red zone, I'll have NFL red zone up. Well, it's like you can like you have one that gets the top half of the screen, and you get like um, the bottom half gets the other three games. So then you can like rotate them around though, and like and stuff like that. Or you can go full screen if you want to with them as well. Um, so yeah, this is my third year in a row doing that now, so it's it's so worth it. I, I hope she just like I told her I'm like you just need to become a doctor and go to school for eight years just so I can <laughs> get this uh, sweet discount because like, it costs you tens of thousands of dollars, but I'm gonna save hundreds so oh, uh hilarious. it's worth it I'm going to college i need my football <laughs> yeah keep going to college so i can get cheaper football uh destroy your life in student loan debt so i can get cheap football for for a few years <laughs> she's gonna think about this like god damn it tyler <laughs> like, you know what? that's not a bad idea I just, got, I just gotta find a way a sales pitch around it um might be able to get her i don't know I, I can do like a guilt thing it's like i just can't afford to watch football this yeah, year yeah. i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> God. But uh, no, I'm 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 doing okay, um, you know, just clinging and banging as always. Um, we're at Gables. It's 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 getting serious now. Oh God, we're getting uh we're we're getting there. It's getting close to the holidays. It's getting it's fallout. Mm-hmm. Been drinking Oktoberfest for like six weeks straight now, which is so good. Ooh. Uh, it's this is my favorite time of the year. I'm, we're getting into our favorite favorite everybody's favorite podcast topic: the weather. <laughs> I like. I am miserable because of my allergies, but I love it so much. Oh, man. You want to talk I, about weather. I mean, holy shit, dude. The past couple of weeks inside of the West Coast, man, the whole smoke and the wildfires and all the other shit. The better part of this oh, week yeah, you, has been a contention yeah. of uh, 
air quality and also of uh, hoping for the rain to come in and actually go through and wash away a lot of that stuff, which I'm happy to report it has. And today was the first sunny day in about a, <laughs> seven or eight days, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, you've had worse luck, but just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just happy it's fall. Yep. You know, obviously, football's back to our fest. Uh, college football's coming back in a month for me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. It, like I said, it's like I'm, I'm miserable half time though because I can't breathe out my nose. But it's, it, I, I'd, I'd rather have that than, um, 120 degree weather true so but um no yeah it's 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 gonna be a good time of the year i love this time of year and also one of the reasons why it's favorite time of the year is gables we are less than 50 days away from extra life yeah we are man that's so, <laughs> so point that out um i just want to do the re- real quick rigmarole on that uh extra life dot uh, extra org. go there sign up um and all the money that raised for that goes to um hospitals for children miracle Ch- children miracle network Ho- Excuse me, Children's Miracle. I had like burp coming, but it was like it was just teasing me. When's it gonna come? Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, you can pick your hospital. I believe it's anyone in the United States and Canada. Um, play games twenty four straight hours, November seventh. You can do it any day. You don't do it all in a row, but uh, play games for twenty four straight hours, November seventh. That's that's game day. Uh, and then just go out there, share it on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Uh, tell people about it. All the money, like I said, all the money goes straight to uh, these hospitals. It's a wonderful thing that. I think this will be my eighth or ninth year uh, doing, um, so that'd be fun. Gables, how many years uh, you're going to do this year, right? I am going to be doing it this year. I still need to go through and re-enlist because I've been spacing it. But this would, honestly, I think I've been doing this now since like 2013. Yeah, so I think this, I, or maybe it's, it's my be, eighth year. I think it's my seventh year. You're 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 one year under me. I, let me look. Yeah. It up. I can look at my number real fast. I have the quick link here. Eh. This will be my yeah. So you're, I think this will be eighth year because it's my ninth year. Okay, so yeah, it's gonna be my eighth so. year in a row doing this. So two of those years, yeah. I actually spent the whole entirety of uh, the day, actually the whole twenty four hours, going through playing games and also streaming a bunch of it. I feel like that I will be doing similar, and as a result, I've actually prepped my PS4 for a lot of uh, multiplayer games. I mean, I got a lot of fighting games now. I got I got Overwatch, got Destiny Two, obviously. If people want to go through and play with me while I'm there, but uh, I, at this point, at this point, I'm not exactly sure about the entirety of the plan for the day. I still need to think things through, but I feel like that I probably will try to attempt another midnight to midnight. <laughs> yeah. You have perfected the schedule. I love your schedule. That's the thing. Now I got to go through in my workplace and request that day off and uh, just tell my boss exactly what I'm doing. And hopefully she doesn't think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've always been lucky with, with my, with my, uh, like bosses at previous employers where it's just like, I just like, I, I'm on, I, I just tell them like, Hey, I'm doing this. Like the, like usually like sometimes the first year they're like, huh? But it's like, they know how, especially I just show them the tattoo and they're like, Oh, okay. okay, whatever. It's obviously important to him, whatever. So I've been pretty lucky about people like taking it serious for me. Like at first, sometimes you, you tell people out in the wild, and they're like, "Okay, I just excuse to play video games for twenty four hours." But then, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, but like I've been pretty lucky about employers where they're like, "Okay, that's cool." So yeah, I'm pretty sure my um, boss would be all right with me. Like as long as I have the hours and stuff, I don't think she would mind too much. As long as I give her some notice, like about a month in advance. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've. I already requested the time off work like 
four months ago. So I, I my last job, I literally, as soon as like in, in January, like when the first week of January, when you're able to like start requesting time off for the year, I would immediately go on and request, uh, that Saturday off. No like, shit. I, well, not, not really requested off because my schedule is only Monday through Friday, but sometimes you don't work Saturdays. I would, I would put in the thing, not working this day, and then I'd always at least request the Monday and Tuesday off afterwards. Like Monday is like a recovery, because Sunday's gone. Monday's a recovery, recovery day. And then Tuesday's just like a normal day. It's like, okay, I just need I just need to have an actual day off. <laughs> it's like, I know it's like we're playing games 24 straight hours, but it is well, uh, the thing it's about, very taxing. The thing about me, because my work schedule right now is like a Tuesday through Saturday sort of thing, it's like, I literally would have my Friday be my actual Friday, and so I'd have three days yeah. off with that, and I would still have enough time to recover, maybe watch some football if I can watch football there that Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I've like actually been like like looking at getting a second TV for the living room, oh, Jesus just Christ. so I can like, because like that's the one downside. Like that that that's one like one big downside is like, you know, I miss like because I'm gonna miss. I always I'm always I always miss the Hawkeye game or like, like I'll pull up my phone or something like that. We gotta it's like a, I'll pull up my computer and watch it on there, but it's just. Um, kind of intrusive and shit like that. But like, yeah, like I like I gotta look away from the screen. But it's like I've thought about in the past about getting a second TV. I've actually done that where I've taken like an extra TV and put it in oh my, my room, and like put it on top of my mini fridge or something. Like I mean, like a little like a, like a thirty-two inch TV or something like that, something small, and so I can watch the Hawkeye game or the Packers game or something like that. Because you, you know you're gonna miss, um, I guess for the most part, like you're gonna miss the the, the college games if you're into that. So. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. We're we're getting I close. Am too. It's like I, I am too, I, man. I, it's getting close. Yeah, it's I've I've googled it so much that now it's just like the first. Whenever I type in D, um, in Google, it just pops up days to November seventh. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's now like the main thing that's on my on my Google search history. So, uh, yeah, at least it, it replaced the other thing. Whenever I typed in D, I don't even I don't want to talk to that because this is a family podcast. So, um, anyways, moving on from that. Uh, Gables, you were, we were talking before the show and you said you wanted to, uh, talk about, uh, what we've been playing first. Yes, exactly. So why don't we, uh, why don't we jump into that? I, you're going to start and then uh, we'll lead into me. All right. No problem. Just give me one good moment right here. I'm actually joining the extra life team thing as we're speaking. Okay. <laughs> I think talking yeah. ship, talking ship's usually we a don't team, have a, but yeah, they don't have, they don't have a team yet. It's, oh. I, I've, I've asked multiple times and no one can give me a straight answer as far as, um, what to, uh, about who's gonna make the team or something like that? So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I just yeah. All right. Well, yeah. There's no team. I just googled it. Sorry, I just looked. So hey, man, no problem. I'm gonna go ahead and start off. I'll go ahead and start off with what I've been playing. So, like I was saying before, towards earlier in the recording, yes, I have been playing a lot of various games <laughs> over the last week. Long story short, I did finish Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. I 100% completed oh, nice. both the first and the Jesus. second campaign for them because that's how I roll. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like how what I did last week, where there were some goals that I was trying to accomplish in some of the uh, courses and stuff that were a little bit more difficult because certain things were a little bit far out of their way, kind of a little bit more complicated than what I was used to. But uh, I still loved playing the game. I still had a ton of fun going through classic courses, classic objectives I had to go through. And uh, I think one of the hardest ones, and one of the, not only one of the hardest ones, but one of the more complicated ones that I went through to complete was the whole objection list from uh, Venice Beach from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. 
I remember when I did my first playthrough in the PS1. That was the course that gave me a lot of trouble because I had to find a lot of the locations of the VB transfer gaps and also jumping over Ollie the Magic Bum in terms of, like, uh, in the correct order. So, obviously, for that course, I had to look up some YouTube tips because I was not going to spend a couple hours trying to figure out the pattern of Ollie the Magic Bum. (laughs) (laughs) For those not familiar with what I'm talking about... Ollie the Magic Bum is a character inside of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater to where it's just, as the name implies, he's a bum, he sleeps around, and your main objective is to ollie over him. So he'll utter some discouraging words, but you have to go through and ollie over him five times in a row in different spots in order to accomplish this task. So, like I said before, I 100% completed the first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and the second Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the remake. Haven't went into the remix stuff, but I can humbly say I've beaten that game. Fantastic. It's definitely one of the best remasters that has come out this year. And I give kudos to Activision. They managed to go through and not fuck it up. <laughs> you, at one point, you said best remake this year? One uh, of the best. I, okay, I want to so correct that. A... It's one of the best, yeah, not the okay. best. All right. I just want to make sure because... <laughs> There's been some good ones this year. Yes, I know. I know. But um, the other game that I want to talk about, Fall Guys. Oh, okay. You know what's kind of Mm -hmm. funny? You know how I've been going through and struggling with Fall Guys off and on for the past couple weeks? Well, guess what? I won my first match. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I actually won. I actually beat Fall Guys, and I fucking won my first match. <laughs> nice. And it was an epic fashion too. I mean, it went all it it basically happened sort of like how how certain momentum things work. Like I start off terrible or some inside of one game and all of a sudden you go on to the next game. You do okay, you pass the first round and then all of a sudden the second round, you go to this memorization game of the fruits and I had to study like in depth and detail like how I was going to do that. Then I go through the whole memorizing a certain pattern, and then go through that mini game round four, I think it was, with uh, the whole soccer thing. Oh God, man, that mini game's gonna be the death of me. I swear to God, dude. It's like it's mm. you, you don't control who comes onto your team. So I remember having plenty of match, plenty of rounds during this game where I'd be paired off with uh, <laughs> with simpletons. That would just go through and stand in one goal or try to hog all the ball and try to do this and do that. Or like two people try to do it all at once and all of a sudden the opposing team manages to pop it above you. I'm like, fuck, fuck, no. <laughs> but uh, no, what ended up happening and that made this this game different was I was able to consistently get better each round until finally the last one, which had five of us. I was part of the last five. It was chasing people and grabbing that fucking raccoon tail. That tail, grabbing the tail with R2 and stuff, and I got it down to a science. I actually went through, did not initially go for the guy that had the tail. I tailed him, obviously, no pun intended, but... Damn it, okay. I I went through, I saw where he was, I grabbed him a couple times, and it was so chaotic, Tyler. This This is the match I remember the most. This is probably the most chaotic chase the tail matches that I've had, you know, where it's like... Two or three different, like, tail changes happen in the span of, like, five seconds. And all of a sudden, it's, like, 
it gets to like around five seconds left or something, or like about no, like about ten seconds left, I think it was. I grabbed the tail and I started going beeline in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden I go up to a ramp and I see somebody trying to chase after me or something like that in the opposing side. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna go this way and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna bait this far enough to where no one's gonna catch me. And I I go the long way around and stuff, and I see a couple people behind me, but there wasn't enough time left for them to go through, and I end up winning my first match in Fall Guys. Venice, Venice. Dude, after I did that, I fucking had like a fucking celebration, dude. I'm not going to lie, man. It's like you you go through games – you go through a lot of games that much for Fall Guys without winning anything decent or coming into second place a bunch of times, which I did. I did come into second place like three or four games at least, but – uh Going through, finally beating that game, getting that elusive crown in terms of that. I just pumped out my chest. I got a couple of photos from that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yep, I beat this game. (laughs) Now I'm going to save that for extra life. (laughs) So, oh, man. Finished up the last game of Super Mario All-Stars, obviously. Super Mario Bros. 3, that was beaten last uh, Monday. It's still fun. A lot of the graphic changes inside that version. I mean, hell, I love them. That was the uh, that was the copy that I remember playing the most back when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, it's still fun. There's still a lot of good tricks, a lot of good things that uh, is still prevalent, and there's a lot of the same glitches that are inside that version as opposed to in comparison to the NES one. Like the whole, uh, like the whole, what was it? There was this uh, the first sub boss castle inside of World Three. That whole like underwater level where you go to this, you go to the first sub boss castle, I think it was, and there's this room, right, where it has all these doors, and you have to go through and find the correct doors so you can go up to fight Boom Boom. There's a glitch, the third door, right? It's called the third door glitch. And so basically, mm-hmm. what you have to do is you have to go in the third door, but you have to quickly press the up button again, and you can actually do it twice in a row, right? And you're zoomed right to Boom Boom. Without even having to go through and like uh, try to find the the door, the correct door to go up that staircase and get to him, I can do that. I can do that glitch, not consistently, but I've gotten the timing down to where I can do that. Plus, in uh, World Seven One, you know how you have to go through that pipe maze and stuff at the beginning and stuff, and you have to go and take this block and it'll take you up and up on the stage, and you have to jump on it to, you know, do a lot of direction changes. I mean, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do vaguely know what you're talking about. That yes. pipe maze. Did you know that uh, in 7-1, you can actually jump at the right, like, uh, you can actually go through a running start when you start off the stage. You can jump up, and you can actually clip through that damn, that, so those mess of blocks and stuff with that door. <laughs> hmm. Well, I was, I decided to try that out. A couple months back when I was still playing the NES version because I saw guys like Mitch Flower Power and Grand Pooh Bear try to do the same glitch and they actually end up doing that stuff. And so I figured, you know what, I'm going to try this out too. And I end up doing it. And there was one try where I actually did it in my first attempt. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, when you play a game a lot and all of a sudden you find little quirks, little tricks like that where you can glitch through an entire fucking stage and all of a sudden beat it like that, it just feels awesome. It feels like you've mastered the game. <laughs> but uh, but that's not all. I also, on my PS4, went through and played a lot of games from the Disney Afternoon Collection. 
<laughs> I was on an, a retro kick, dude. I, I don't know what it was, but it started with Tony Ox 1 and 2, Super Mario All-Stars, the, the Super Mario Bros. 3 version of that collection I played, and all of a sudden I had a craving to play DuckTales. So I thought, yeah, exactly the point. DuckTales, that's a game for my youth as well, because that NES game I remember my brother's owning. I remember playing that a little bit. Not to get too far in it, but uh, I decided to power on the Disney Afternoon Collection. It has a collection of six games. It has the first and second game of DuckTales, the first and second of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, and Darkwing Duck. Capcom games. Capcom platformers. Really reminiscent to the style of how they did their Mega Man games. But it's Disney. All except for, like, Tailspin, which is, like, some sort of weird-ass, like, uh, like, uh, shooting, like, shoot em up, like, uh, it's kind of like a, you know how, like, games like Life Force and I think R-Type and stuff, where it's, like, a little shump or something like that, where you go from left to right, do this, do that? Well, Tailspin's kind of different. That game, that game you can upgrade your ship after each stage and it's sort of like an rpg where you have to collect a different parts of like uh currency from like the loads that uh, you pick up and stuff and get all these money bags and shit it's it's a mixture of a shump and an rpg which is really weird but at the same time it actually has some engaging boss battles like here's a good example there's this one stage where you're facing off against like a uh, don carnage's like uh lackeys and stuff which there's these two flunkies that he has, right? Where their jet literally combines into one. Like, one's right side up, the other one's upside down. It's weird in concept, though. But at the same time, you're like in the middle of these thunderclouds, right? So, inside the middle of these thunderclouds, there's like an opening. And so, this is how the boss battle. It's like you as Blue have to go through and shoot down these two lackeys, right? And they'll go through attack patterns to where they'll attack together, and all of a sudden... They'll go and split apart, right? And they'll start attacking you from the opposite ends. <laughs> and it kind of alternates between that. And I'm like, well, oh, that's pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that, but it's it's pretty fun. So I end up beating that game. I beat that game even though some of the boss battles were very frustrating, even with save states. Which, by the way, you know, these games, they're fun in their own right, man, but... If you were to try to play these games back in the day, you would quit in frustration because some of the parts in here are just so fucking <laughs> dumb. Difficulty spikes definitely in Tailspin are a thing. Happy to report that I did go through the entirety of it, did have my fun with it. But like I was saying before, DuckTales. Played through all of DuckTales, the original Woo-hoo! one for the Sorry. NES. Sorry. I know you're going to... I was drinking a beer when you said DuckTales. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can figure your head a little bit. But uh, I went through a lot of the, the levels. The jungle, the Himalayas, the... Oh, God. Even, like, uh, some, bit, some bits of, like, uh, like a horror theme and stuff where you have to face off against bosses like Magic of the Spell and stuff. It's kind of weird. That game, you have to collect a lot of treasures for Scrooge McDuck in order to, like, get, like, a whole bunch of, like... Uh, just reamasses fortune pretty much. But the final boss in the entire game is sort of like a Dracula. Kinda like that. Okay. It, it was it was pretty weird, honestly. I would have thought that uh that Flinthard Glomgold, the main protagonist, the main antagonist, excuse me, of Scrooge McDuck would be the final boss. But no, it was like a Dracula creature. 
But uh, inside that game, you faced off against bosses like a uh, a slug-like creature that kind of is like a king of his own thing. Then you actually face off against a yeti inside the Himalayas, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, you get to face off also against the Beagle Boys and stuff. They're like they're just like random enemies that are throughout the stages and stuff. And so you face off against them. Magic of the spell, obviously, and then some appearances by Flintheart Glomgold, but that's not until late inside the game. But you also have a bits of advice that your nephews are going to go through and give you. So Huey, Dewey, and Louie are inside the game spread out. So is uh, Webby and stuff. And Launchpad is there. However, you can actually use him and sort of zooming back to the overall map if you feel like you're not doing well on the stage or whatsoever. And Miss Beakley actually is kind of weird to where I've only encountered her once inside of my entire playthrough. And she was just giving out random health, like uh, health power-ups, like her desserts that she usually like uh, makes you know, like throughout the show and the cinema. So I really thought this was very fun in terms of not only matching the source material, but also in terms of a fun platformer in general. Out of all the games that I've played so far in this Disney Afternoon collection, DuckTales <laughs> was <laughs> definitely, I felt, the best one. But uh, so I beat DuckTales, I beat Tailspin, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's the third NES game that I did beat in this collection set. Wait, wait, wait. Like the male dancers, Chippendales? No. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there was no male stripping in this game. <laughs> of course. I was, but you, you about sold another copy there, buddy. <laughs> no. But to everyone listening, wondering what the hell I'm talking about, Chippendale. Rescue Rangers. That was a show in the 1980s and also was re-syndicated in the 1990s with uh, these two Disney characters. They were chipmunks, Chip and Dale. So basically they had massed a team and stuff that which they would go and help out people and stuff and uh, take out certain bad guys. Oh, God. I'm trying to remember the enemy's name now. God dang it. But uh, he's Angry a little... grandmas with money? No. No, no, no. It was a cat. Fat Cat. That's exactly what his name was. Fat Cat. <laughs> so the main game plot is you have to go through these random stages and stuff to just stop Fat Cat and stuff like that from taking over the city and stuff. So the stages are kind of weird to where there's they're actually individually lettered from A all the way up to the last level being J. You could actually choose which stages you want to go through and alternate between. So Gadget obviously gives you a little bit of advice before each stage of what you can do. Zipper is sort of like the little fly, is sort of like an invincibility sort of thing to where when you actually find him, he'll make you invincible for a time. Then uh, Monterey Jack, <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> it's the same as a fucking thing of cheese, but that's his name, Monterey, or Monty. He actually comes into play whenever you have like a particular room that you have to make a door, if you, there's like a, not a door. And he'll go through randomly in some stages and just break open because he smells cheese and just breaks through the fucking door and you can actually go through it. But the main gimmick of this game is you can pick up items and throw it. That's it. So that in and of itself, I thought the gameplay itself was fine. Level design is actually pretty good. But at the same time, it's like... It's definitely simplistic in terms of the boss battles where you have to jump on an enemy like three or four times, they're done. But uh, hmm. I did play I did play Darkwing Duck 
which I thought had interesting premise, definitely interesting, like, gimmicks and stuff. Like, he actually has a little gun that he shoots and does this and does that. But uh, the level design, I think, was on point. I've only played one stage, so I still haven't gone through the rest of it. But I beat the boss, uh, Quackers, I think his name was. <laughs> no, he's like a court. He's like a jester inside the show. He was he sort of was a clown, but he had like a psychic or something like with him. And yeah, his name I think it was Quackers or something like that. Where he would be sort of like how the not as like violent as say the Joker in Batman animated series, but he definitely had punch lines and definitely had his own agenda that he wanted to go through and get done. But uh, it was one of those state. It was one of those boss battles to where you had to. Avoid like projectiles being shot at you and then going through alternating between jumping up and down like these platforms in order to shoot him a couple different times and stuff. Oh boy. But without revealing the last game, I'm gonna go ahead and ask, what have you been playing, Tyler? Um, so I've been playing uh two games this week. One I mean not I'm I've been throughout the week I've been playing a lot of Madden, but I mentioned that last week. Just kind of a lot of new stuff to play, but finally got some new stuff to play. Here we got uh, Mario All Stars 3D Collection. Oh yeah, um, picked it up. We both got we both got a copy of that. Uh, I've only been playing Galaxy. Uh, I've talked about Galaxy? that previously. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've talked about previously where it's like I, I've beaten Mario 64 before um, on the on the DS. I played it a bunch back in the day on 64 as a kid. Um, I, I I'm not too interested in jumping back in that world. Sunshine, I've, I've said already. It's like I hate water worlds in Mario games, and I don't want a whole game of water worlds. And plus, that Pachinko machine can go fuck itself. Um, but I've talked about you know for years, and like I mentioned this when we had the, when we talked about the direct they had when they revealed a couple weeks ago, where you know I've never really gave in Galaxy a fair a fair shake because I, by that time it came out, by the time I played it, I just was totally off the bandwagon of. Most controls, I didn't like the Wii anymore. At first, you know, it was cool novelty, novelty and stuff like that. And I just remember playing, trying to play back then. And just with you know being left-handed and trying to control uh, uh, Mario with the with the analog stick on my right hand, it just totally threw the balance off. Um, so I finally get a chance. Like, this is like my first real time. I have, to me personally, it's like it's my first real time of trying to play it. Um, and I've only got like the first like eight or nine stars. I haven't like played a whole whole bunch of maybe an hour or two, uh, but it it there's definitely is is it perfect? No, it's, it it definitely feels like a port. Um, but like you know, there's still some motion stuff there. We have to use the I can use we have to use the pro controller to move around to get star bits and stuff like that. Um, and it it does kind of you know mess with the flow of the game. Um, but no, I I really am enjoying this game quite a bit. I'm I'm happy to like finally sit down and play it. Like I said, I've only played it for a couple hours. I'm you know, just still really in like the tutorial area. It's so um, good, dude. It's so good. Yeah, great. no, it's, it's great. I, I, I like, I, even when I played it back then, like, I like, that's all like how like, I knew how good it was. Cause it was like, you know, 13 years later, I'm still been like hankering at playing this game. You know, it's like it, most, there's been a lot of games like back then that came out. I was like, Oh man, I wish I would play that game. And it's like, yeah, I was like, but you know, like you're never gonna get around to it. It's like, I you know it's it's time has passed, especially two generations ago. No shit. Um, <laughs> you know, I finally sit down. And I'm you know it's like it's the same thing with Skyward like Sword, where it's like I'm not hankering to play that one as much. I never played it back in the day, but it's like oh. I, I still I still want to play that game. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 really really enjoying it. Um, I know you've been playing it too. 
Uh, so, I mean, what have, you play, what have you been playing in that one? All right. Before I start, I want to just say that I acquired Super Mario 3D All-Stars digitally. Yeah, same. The reason why I did that is because during the launch day of this game on Friday, I went to Walmart around its opening time. 7 o'clock is the opening time for my Walmart because of the whole COVID stuff. Mm. I go in there. I wait 10 minutes before. I As soon as the store opened, I went right to electronics. I had to wait for a little bit before an associate actually went through to go inside. You know, he was just starting a shift, obviously. Had his cart and everything. Asked him point blank, hey, do you have a copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars? And so he looks at me. He gets his little gun. Goes up to that uh, section. Scans the barcode thing right there. And no. The Walmart did not receive any copies wow. of Super Mario 3D All-Stars in their shipment. I was pissed. <laughs> I would be too. Because I woke up specifically to go to there. And as I'm going out back to the car, I'm thinking to myself, you know, no. No. This is not going to be how my fucking Friday starts. So what I do, I go to Safeway. I get a couple eShop cards. I redeem them. And I bought the damn game digitally, downloaded the whole thing, and I played for a good solid hour before I went to work Friday. Because hmm. I wanted to play some Mario, and I'm going to fucking play my Mario. <laughs> so, no one gets between Gables and his Mario. Oh, no shit. Yeah, man, you have to ask my parents that, man. And that was one of the things I loved doing as a kid, and that's playing my fucking Mario games. But uh, as far as the games go, I predominantly played Super Mario 64. I wanted to start it off something simple, something I'm familiar with. I'm glad I did. I went through Super Mario 64, obviously. There mm. are a couple differences I noticed immediately from the bat, off the bat. One, obviously the high res has made the game look a lot better in terms of mm. uh, how, like the fidelity of it, the frame rate of it, I felt was fine in handheld mode, which I predominantly played. I mostly played Super Super Mario 64 on my Switch Lite. I wanted to see how well it would run in handheld mode because it would be predominantly how I'm going to be playing these Mario games right now. 64 ran pretty good, honestly. It looks it looks pretty good on the Switch Lite. You know, I didn't have any types of slowdowns, any types of like a clipping in that regards. The controls were fine. But you know what's kind of funny about that is I was having some bit of difficulties going through the different stages in Mario 64. I know it had something to do with some of my sloppy gameplay, which, you know what, I haven't played through an entirety of Super Mario 64 in a while. But, oh man, it took me a lot longer than normal. I went through the first nine courses, completed everything 100%, and... Uh, I didn't have too much issues. It was when I went into, I think it was Tiny, yeah, Tiny Huge Island, where you go into the pipes and stuff, and all of a sudden these Goombas could be bigger, or they could be smaller, or whatsoever. That's when some of the finesse issues started coming into play. And I think that has to be, I think that's due to the fact that uh, the little Joy-Con nub inside my Switch Lite, uh, man, I'm not really used to, I'm not really used to that fucking control stick. It's, Either that or sometimes I don't feel like it registers when exactly I want to go through precisely because I was having a lot of trouble going through and like accomplishing a couple stars 
and I kept falling to my death way too many times that I was comfortable with. <laughs> so, point blank, point a good example was uh, not when it was in Tiny Huge Island, but it was one in Rainbow Course. Oh my god. That rainbow stage, the final stage, that final world before you go through the final Bowser, that was a nightmare for me. And it never usually is, but the reason why is because the most unfortunate events would happen. There was one point where I finally get up to where that ship was at, right? And there's a couple of bombs that are up on the ship. I was right close to the star. I'm just about to go up and get it. And all of a sudden, one of the bombs spot me, right? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to start jumping. But no, no, that's not what happened, Tyler. The bomb, he pushed me. He pushed me oh. through the fucking geometry of the ship, and I fell to my death. Oh, shit. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen clips of that. Like, people, like, still, like, glitching through walls and this weird, like, shit like that happening. <laughs> This was totally by accident, and this was totally something I've never seen before throughout my years of playing this game. But I got pushed to the fucking rainbow ship <laughs> by a fucking bomb, and I know it was kind of funny. That was the first. That was one time that happened. The other time was when in TikTok Clock I did something similar that happened, but I didn't clip through the stage. The damn enemy fucking just pushed me off when I was about to go like farther into it. It was oh gosh. And I cannot tell you how many times I tried to use a control stick to go and wall jump up that little ramp and stuff to get these blue coins inside that rainbow course, only only to not be able to do the fucking wall jump correctly <laughs> because <laughs> the angle in which I was trying to do a side jump kept on clashing with the goddamn wall. And so I resorted to using the D-pad, which honestly, to be perfectly blunt the d-pad's not bad on the pro on the switch light no it's not bad at all and i was surprised how well i was doing with the fucking d-pad i didn't even know the d-pad was supported in this in this version and up until i just ran on and said you know what i'm gonna the d-pad see what happens like oh the d-pad works honestly i probably would have used this from the start <laughs> but uh oh boy after going through the rigmarole and the whole bunch of uh, growing pains with Mario 64 on the Switch Lite, I'm happy to report I beat the game in about three days, a lot longer than what I generally do, and I got 120 stars. All 120 stars. Wow. I did that <laughs> like I would and all the other types of runs I've done with it, but... I decided to do one extra thing, and that was shoot from the cannon up to the top, meet Yoshi, get those 100 lives, because, you know what, it's my reward anyway from completing the game, and learn that new triple jump where it's like you triple jump and Mario just does somersaults in the air. <laughs> that was something I loved doing as a kid, because that's... Hmm. I loved the fact that I could access this this uh, cannon, shoot up to the top, of the freaking castle, and then just do that. So obviously I beat Mario 64. So that was like what? The, I want to say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games inside of this week that I actually managed to beat unintentionally. Wow. Jesus criminy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I did try out Super Mario Sunshine. Dude, I did start playing Mario Sunshine, and I'll tell you what. Nice. It wasn't, honestly, it wasn't so bad. It I don't know what it is, whether or not 
me having not having played that game, like a thorough run of that game in years, had anything to do with it. But uh, the game actually looks on point to a modern Mario game. It's strange. It's it's it feels like the upresing actually helped improve a lot of the concept. Where there were times I could not, there were times I could not recognize that this game was an old game. Because the color, the vibrant colors, a lot of the move sets, you know, a lot of the different types of moves and stuff I've done in previous 3D Mario games like Galaxy and even Odyssey to some extent. I'll tell you what's funny that I won't get over is that the fucking voice acting for the fucking Toads and Toadsworth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then like the Delf- and like the freaking like uh, oh god the resonance of Isle Delfino. Oh god, those pinatas I think they're called. And uh, yeah. with a monotone judge or something like this, like, well, now you have to go through and you have to clean up the beach. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Could not say any more plain than that. But uh, I got to admit, this is a good collection of games. I have not touched Galaxy yet. I want to play through Mario Sunshine because I have not done that since, actually, since the GameCube, now that I think about it. That's the only Mario game I can think of besides Galaxy 1 and 2 that I have not replayed. <laughs> so I'll give a little bit up. I'll give a little bit more details in regards about it. But as far as the overall collection goes, honestly, it's kind of bare bones. You have the three games. You have the three albums. That's it. You know? Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, that's... No, I'm, I'm with you. And that's what was like... My my complaint even when they announced it, I think that's been kind of continuing. Still, even like people like talking about the inverter control stuff too. Um, oh yeah, where uh, it's oh you know I talked about this before. Like when when, I saw, when we were talking about the whole when that the direct happened, where it's like Nintendo is like the most frustrating company because like they have so much of our childhood, they just keep locked up in a vault. They do. You know, it's like like they could just easily like, and they but it's like it's weird because they know we'll just rebuy anything they they put out, like, especially like this. Like this is a straight pretty much port i mean not straight port they're, they're obviously they work to it but they're like this is for the most part a you know a very minimal effort put into this it is port and but they knew that we all oh, they'll, they'll just pay 60 bucks for it they don't care and then we'll bitch true. about it but we're gonna buy it and this especially they put effect, a dude. six month yeah <laughs> like, yeah especially oh we just put six months they give six months to buy everybody will, and they'll for sure buy it um that, i don't know yeah but, <laughs> it, it's it's a weird thing where I was talking to a few people like uh, about it where it's like it's just like it's like my 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 whole point of buying this like would I bought this anyways even if I was interested in playing Galaxy probably yeah just because yeah I would that's that's boat. yeah well it's like you're a much bigger Mario fan than I am like I, I I'm like, I love Nintendo games but it's like for the most part like Mario oddly enough like the the regular games are never been like my uh big go tos you know um but uh. Like the whole galaxy thing, that was my reason for, for buying it. So, people, it's like, you know, it's like I, I could play these games I want to, blah, blah, like, I, but I still want to, I'm still want to buy them. But it's, I don't know, like, I, I agree, like, it's, if it wasn't for Galaxy, I'd be more upset about it than I am. You know, where it's like, I said, I already said, like, I was, you know, I, I was so excited to finally play Galaxy, you know, for, for really for the first time, sit down and be able to play it the way that I want to play it. Yeah. So, I'm happy for that. Um, happy for you man you're tr- you're playing yeah. galaxy now <laughs> yeah i'm so happy and, and now it's like you know there's not a lot to play for a while so it's like i have plenty of time to sit down and play this game and uh you know i'm not gonna be rushed or anything like that 
Uh, so that's great, you know. But it's like I can see why you know, like if you're if you're someone that doesn't care about like that played Galaxy back in the day and played a bunch of times, it's like other than the fact of having this on the Switch that there's no real purpose. Like I, I don't know. Like, if I could find a physical edition, I, I think that'd be more exciting, you know, than having it digitally. Like it's cool to have like like we both bought it digitally, but you bought it because you couldn't find anywhere else. But I I don't think it's like a lot of people digital like they pre-ordered it physically and it still got like they got canceled on them. I'll tell you this minute. right now. If I find a physical version of it inside of uh, Walmart or something, I'm buying it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'll I, double dip. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I think I'd be the same way just from a historical standpoint. It'd just be cool to have kind of thing. You know, it's like I have the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, but I, they're still brand new in the box. You know, I'm never going to tell. I don't plan on ever taking them out of those. So I think from that standpoint, I'll buy it. If I, if I, I won't go out of my way to find one, but if I were to run across one, I, I, I'd, I'd buy it for sure, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's like I said before, though, like a couple weeks ago, it's like Nintendo, like they have all these great things that we want and like, but they go like, and they'll finally give it to us, but they do like 80% exactly what we want. And then like, there's that 20%. It's just baffling. It's like, why True. would you do this? It's like, why, like, wh- you know, it's like, th- why are these coming out with such a little effort put into them? Why are these coming out? Why did you uninvert the controls and not give us the option to invert the controls? Like a lot of people said, it's like the reason I play inverted t- today is because of Mario 64. <laughs> it's like, right. like I fine if you want to make them uninverted or inverted or whatever, give, give us the option. You know, like I've had a lot of people like they they bought it and it's just like, I don't want to play these games now because of that. It's like I, I you mm. know, it's like, you know, I, I've, I've I've no, I should say a lot, but I've three or four people I've talked to. It's like I've heard like say like, you know, any excitement for this game is gone now because of that. Like, because it's can be so difficult. You know, it's like a game that they played their whole life. And it's now it's like it's backwards. I'm sure like. After a couple hours, you might be you might get around it, but all right, I can see the frustration. In terms of Mario sixty four, let me just point out a couple differences here. For one, this version of Mario sixty four is taken from the Shindo pack that was, I believe, was an update to Mario sixty four in Japan. There actually is a couple of differences in regards to this. One of them has to do in terms of what Mario says when he throws Bowser. Now, if you remember correctly, whenever Mario goes through and uh, throws Bowser, there's a couple sayings that he says, like, here we go, and so long, big buddy. That's how I re- that's how I interpret it. The other one that people misinterpret is, like, so long, gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one, yeah. I've heard that one, too, and I, I laughed the first time I actually heard it, because it, it does sound similar, but I've always interpreted it as, like, so long, big buddy. But inside of the update, he actually says, "Bye bye you know, that, I actually think that was pretty funny too, honestly. But, uh, an interesting point you bring up is in terms of the inverted controls. You want to hear something that's weird. That when you go into the cannon, it's not inverted, obviously. But when you don the wing cap, it is inverted. So, when weird. you go and you equip the wing cap, you can actually press up in the control stick and Mario will go down. But if you go down, he'll go up. So they didn't even they didn't even do the conscious effort. If they're going to go through and uh, make it easier for people in terms of it not being inverted, they sh- they didn't go through the extra mile and making sure that another function, Mario's wing yeah. cap, did the same thing. And so the only change so inside of this whole inverted non inverted stuff is with the cannons. I don't understand that at all. That's yeah. a lazy effort in that regards. But that was like a minor gripe that I had with that. Out of the whole game itself, the whole game played normal, you know. I did have a bit of 
thing that I had to get used to in terms of like the uh, non inverted controls with the cam with the uh, cannon, but it wasn't like it wasn't like dire or anything. But with a wing cap, I thought it was incredibly strange because it's like here I am, I go through and I'm doing this non inverted thing for the cannon, and all of a sudden when I get the wing cap ability and I start flying around, I'm like this is the same controls as Mario sixty four. This is inverted. <laughs> That's so weird. But, dude, I think it's because oh, wow. I'm so used to playing both ways to where when I played Star Fox 64, no, not Star Fox 64, but the original Star Fox and some of 64, I played with inverted controls. Same thing when it came to certain first-person shooters. Now, because the norm is not inverted or more of a Southpaw style, not, not no, 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 more inverted, not Southpaw. Oh, man, I just feel like I can play... <laughs> play like uh, similarly to how I did as a kid. I, I can do both ways in that regards. Oh, but anyway, that's that's pretty much my two cents. <laughs> right. um, real quickly, I, I just want to talk about this before we move on. I did, uh, it's funny, Gables and I were talking about like our plans for like, how we're going to do the show. And I was like, we were kind of like dancing around with what we were playing and not telling each other. As a final, I'm like, I bought Hades. He's like, he started laughing at me. He's like, I bought Hades too, <laughs> so it was kind of funny. It was like I, I told you know I I bought mine just a few hours ago, and you bought yours earlier in the day too. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, so we we'll talk about the direct later, but uh, I I'm I'm a huge fan of Super Giant Games. I loved uh, Transistor and Bastion. Yes. Bastion is so fucking good. Uh, Transistor, really good game, but it's it's really good, but it doesn't hold a candle to Bastion Empire. It's funny because like every time like you see them like talk about like their games and like they'll do like a they've been in a couple of directs and shit like that, um, and they'll have like in the background pictures hanging up of their games. You never see Pyre back there oh, when, they, really when they talk weird. about from the, from the creators of uh, Transistor and Bastion. Pyre's just not that good. It's just a, it's not a memorable game. It's like the the game. It's one of the weird ones where it's like the gameplay of that game is actually really good. They made a really fun game. Just it's like ten percent of the game is the gameplay. The rest is the story bits, and like they went too crazy with the story side. And the characters are interesting, but it's just it's too much. And it just that's what I, I felt. That's why I fell off that game, the, the Pyre. I played. I tried so hard to keep sticking with that game, but I was just like, I'm not having any fun with this game. Uh, I fell off of it, and I think a lot of people felt that way too. Um, but you know, you were laughing. And it's like that doesn't sound like your game at all, and it's not. Like I hate. Uh, roguelike, roguelites, uh, and uh, not hate, but it's just not my kind. It's not my style of game. And it's just, but it's just like I love Super Giant Games, and it's like this game came out early access about a year ago uh, on Epic Game Store, and I was like, oh, man, I was, like, oh, I was actually like tempted to check it out, but I was like, I'm, no, no, it's like it's a, it's a it's a roguelite. I'm not gonna like it. Um, and then it got shadow dropped, kind of sort of, even though Nintendo leaked it last week that it was coming out this week. Uh, um, on uh, eShop, and I've just heard so many people talk about it. it, it plus, it's on sale, and it normally it's like twenty five bucks, and it's like it's on it's five dollars off. It was twenty bucks. And plus, it has an ending had... to the game, unlike when it was released. Yeah, on the Epic Games yeah. Store, so it's complete. Yeah, so that that's never. I, I don't like to play early. I played early access stuff before, and I just don't like doing that. It's like I'm not gonna really. I'll play betas and the shit like that, but I'm not gonna uh, go into a game like that, um, especially for a game that's been out. I hate that one. Games out for a year or so, or two, three, four years, but they're not actually finished. So um, I, I was waiting for it to get done before I finally want to check it out. So I've been playing; I've only played like an hour of it. Um, I don't fully understand what I'm doing as far as like the upgrade shit goes. Uh, I'm, I'm still getting used to because, like I said, well, I've played a few of them. I just I don't have the patience to like redo stuff so much. But it's like I love 
you know, like so far, I really enjoy what they're doing with like you know, you, it's um, you, you're the son of Hades in this game. You're trying to get out of hell, um, and he's working with like Zeus and shit like that to like get out of there. Um, so uh, that's that's game. Like you, you go on and you die. You come back. You like you're in like a a base like this giant like this pool of blood, and you get upgrades so they get better, just like any other one. Like uh, like I said, I've only played for like an hour, so I'm enjoying it just because I, I love their style, their music. They are top notch at music there, um, and I love their style, their art style. Um, so I'm, and the gameplay is fantastic. So I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, but it's just I pretty much bought into the hype because everybody was raving about it. I'm like, all right, I love Super Giant. I love you know everything. Pretty much you know I love their first two games at least. And this looks like they're going back to like the first two games that I love so much. Good. Um, so yeah, I I I I picked it up playing that. So I'm gonna plan on playing it some more. But uh, yeah, that's. Pretty much all I've been playing this week is is those two games, and like I haven't played too much of any of them, because uh, obviously I bought Hades today, and then Mario three D three D Collection didn't come out until um, what Friday, so I'll I'll, I'll talk. I mean I don't have anything coming out for a while. I'm jumping into so these are pretty much my games to play for a while. So uh, yeah, but um, let's time to move on to some other to our news topics here. All right. Well, like I said earlier, we, we I was going to talk. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase that we had. Um, so, I think oh, this was one. This was the first one we had where it was actually like announced ahead of time. Where I think the other, the first, I think this is our third one. The first two were just shadow dropped on us, and they were only like you know ten minutes. So this one was about fifteen. Then we had a shadow drop of another direct, direct directly after this direct. Uh, so it was yeah. a weird one. So the hype level was going kind of crazy on this one. I think especially like. They announced it, and then like the day before, there was like the um, they like uh, Mass Effect trilogy was like put on uh, I think one of the Amazon stores or something like that. Uh, so like my my hype level went through the roof. I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome! Like where EA is like they're trying. They they said earlier in the year like they're gonna try to put a better effort towards the Switch. I'm like I could see them like Mass Effect trilogy coming the Switch. And I was like I totally bought into the idea that Mass Effect trilogy was gonna be here. So I was very much in the Mass Effect trilogy a bust camp on this one. I'll admit. Uh, but obviously, um, spoiler for people that don't know, didn't happen at this event, but, uh, um, I think I'll just jump through, we're gonna run through some of the shit that was announced here. So we'll start off with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, this is a, uh, I think, uh, when's, when's this one coming? This one's coming, I think spring of next year. Um, so it's, uh, this is the latest entry. So I'm just going to read through the Nintendo life article here. They have the latest entry in the action RPG series finds players battling fearsome monsters and reaching new heights. Prepare to be transported to, to the colorful Khmer village, a new uh, serene mountain view locale where players will experience unique culture and innovative hunting technology uh, using a special insect called a wire bug. Hunters will be able to grapple themselves to any uh, any direction, making it possible to scare, uh, scale towering cliffs and structures. Uh, so yeah, so that was the first one. Then uh, right afterwards, we had Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, which I think a lot of people were like were surprised about this from... We're, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan at all, uh, but this one obviously is more of a story-based role-playing game, uh, and this one's coming out summer 2021. Um, but I think a lot of people were—it sounded like people were shocked by this one because it sounded like the first one didn't do super well. Um, then Wari, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, sorry, uh, was uh, shadow dropped onto the Switch. Uh, I, I think a lot of people were expecting this one earlier in the year, um, and I think there was a couple partner showcases ago that was like the rumor that this was going to be shadow dropped there. But instead, it was shadow dropped here, uh, so that's out there right now. I heard it's actually running really, really well on the Switch. 
then we had uh, Fitness Boxing 2, uh, Rhythm and Exercise. Um, it's just a, you know, if you have the uh, Ring Fit Adventure stuff, that's uh, you can use that for this. Or you can just use Joy-Cons as well uh, you know, for the Ring Fit Adventure, but I think it works better with that. Um, that's coming, I believe, in December. Um, this guy is 6, Defiance of Destiny was uh, shown off. It's coming out summer 2021, another JRPG. Uh, Hades, what we talked about earlier, that was shadow dropped at this event, but that, like I said, uh, Nintendo accidentally leaked that that was happening. Uh, Empire of Sin, which I swear has been shown off at multiple Nintendo Directs now, uh, is finally got a release date coming December 1st. It's kind of like a, a turn-based, uh, like an XCOM-style uh, uh, game. Uh, Snap- Sniper Elite 4 is coming to the Switch uh, this holiday. Uh, PGA Tour uh, 2K21 is coming out September 25th for it. Uh, the Long Dark uh, was announced. It's a survival game uh, that is coming, I believe, uh, later this year. Uh, Balin Under uh, Wonderworld, sorry, that is coming March 26, 2021. Another uh, JRPG game. Uh, Ruin Factory 5 uh, is also been announced. That's coming Switch 2021. I think a lot of this was uh, something that came out because. Um, there is TG, uh, Tokyo Game Show is happening uh, this week, so I think a lot of that was like we're gonna announce this stuff now. Kind of like Hyrule Warriors or Age of Calamity. Apparently, there's gonna be like a 50 minute event Ooh. for this game at Tokyo Game Show, which I'm excited for. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of this, like I said, there's a lot. Like I was saying, there's a lot of RPGs that were announced at this game. And I feel like a lot of those are probably because of um, Tokyo Game Show. We're gonna, and like they have, have said that there's gonna be more. Uh, some of these games are gonna be shown. The Monster Hunter games will be shown there. Uh, then there was a, a Monster Hunter Direct directly after that Direct. A lot of Directs in that Direct uh, statement I made there. But um, I don't I mean, Gables, honestly, this didn't do too much for me. I'm, none of these games took my fancy. Like I said, I was very much in the Mass Effect uh, or Bust Camp. Um, so other than Hades, like I, nothing really stood out to me. What about you? To be perfectly honest, I think this is one of the best uh, partner major directs and stuff that they've had so far and that's because a lot of what they announced inside of this one was it yes it appealed to a lot of the niche audience that really loved their rpgs which obviously for a person like myself that rung almost in full gear i love the aspect that we're getting not one but two new monster hunter style games during the next year monster hunter rise that's one that i want to check out the most in that regards never really delve into too many monster hunter games but i really want one for the switch because i wanted to try to play more so on the go i didn't really jump upon monster hunter like generations that one was uh i think on the 3ds if i'm not mistaken yeah but that was... uh, yeah i think i have that game for the 3ds i'm not too sure about that but basically i I'm very excited to try out a new Monster Hunter game on my Switch. That looks cool. Arise did look cool from the initial footage that we saw. Submitted the gameplay. Looks like classic Monster Hunter. Looking forward to that, obviously. I'm also looking forward to seeing how Disgaea 6 shapes up. That is some. That's a series that I love to play off and on. I had a lot of fun playing the original Disgaea. I have that plus the second game on both the PS2 and also on the Vita. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest with you, Disgaea 1 is actually on the Nintendo eShop right now on Switch. So for anybody mm. that wants a fun, addictive SRPG, definitely invest inside of Disgaea. It will surprise you with how much depth and how much fun you can actually have in that game. But uh, I got Disgaea 5 complete on my Switch that I have yet to delve into. But let me just say one thing about the Disgaea games. They're highly addictive. 
yeah, they're cute, they're whimsical, they're this and that and stuff, but there is a meaty, and I mean a meaty style of RPG where you go into the definite, the definite classes, definite grinds, you can create different types of characters, there's a lot of different types of battle systems, there's a lot of bank for your buck with these type of games. They're definitely the type where you'll spend months playing. <laughs> but uh, other things that I saw that were piquing my interest, obviously, Rune Factory 5. That one, I know that this is going to be a little bit... Uh, it's going to be a little bit something, though. But yeah, I do like the styles of the Rune Factory games. It's not something that I really delve into a lot, but I do have... A couple of the games. I have one for 3DS. I think it was like the Rune Factory 4. And I think I have one for the Wii, actually. Yeah, Rune mm. Factory Frontier. I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> or but, maybe it's staring at you, Gables. Probably. Thinking, why haven't you played me yet? <laughs> What's the problem? I see and, what you do. <laughs> that's probably what my games think. Or something like that when I'm <laughs> sleeping at night. I go, why aren't you playing me? Why aren't you playing me, damn it? And <laughs> you're playing that game again for the 18th time, you son of a bitch. And you haven't even touched me for three years. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you don't love me no more. <laughs> I love the fact it's like, it's like a, a like a freaking old relationship. It's like myself and my games are like the fucking husband and wife dynamic. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, other things that, uh, other things about that direct... Honestly, besides that, I was actually highly surprised that they ended with the Will of the Wisps. Not because that the fact that it's a that I didn't think the game was going to be coming onto the Switch. I mean, I honestly thought it was going to be coming onto the Switch, but at the same time, they are the shadow dropping it on the day of alongside Hades. I wasn't expecting that. That was a nice surprise. I think we had like what four shadow drops today, or uh, on was that Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, we had we had a couple different shadow drops during that day, but I'll tell you what, just they did a. I think Nintendo did a fun job of doing that because in that same week over the past, yeah, over this past week, I invested not only buying fucking Super Mario 3D All Stars, but also Hades and like whatever type of games that were on sale for the eShop. I'm like, God damn, such <laughs> bitches. Oh, boy. And the rest of the year is looking like it's going to be all coming up Nintendo. <laughs> oh, Gables. Just wait, because I, I have updated. Remember last week I did our, the list of what November looks like for this year? Yeah. I've updated it. Oh, shit. Here we go. And it's only gotten worse. It's going to be crazy. But, yeah, like but. I was saying, Tyler, I think this is the best partner direct that they've had so far. But, oh, yeah. I. But go ahead. I'm sorry. there's one thing <clears throat> that I did catch the beginning portion of it. They're going to be having more partner directs from here to the end of the year. So this is going to be not the last one they're going to do. So we could still mm. hear an announcement for Mass Effect Trilogy. Well, yeah. Because I, I, there is... The, well, the rumor has been that there's going to be a early October. But uh, Jeff Grubb, who is like the leak master, and he's been the one that's... He leaked the Mario collection. He leaked Mass Effect Trilogy. He's leaked pretty much everything that's happened this year. Like the directs. PlayStation showcases, Xbox stuff. Like he's been the guy that's leaked the shit. Um, he said that um, by the end of next week there'll be a, some uh, should be a story out or at least an update about what's going on with the Mass Effect stuff. Okay, good. So 
He's, he's had some. He said he has some concerns that it might get delayed to next year, oh, which shit. scares me. I don't want that to happen. Um, albeit November is looking nuts uh, for everybody, especially me included. Dude, um, even if it's like it's January, I don't care. I want. I want to play the Mass Effect games on my fucking Switch. Here's here's here's. here's I, I mean, I just want to play the Mass Effect games in general. I don't care what console is on, even the fucking Commodore 64 or whatever. The Commodore um, 64. <laughs> yeah, I don't even care. Uh, my thing is, I just want something like I want it to happen more so than like that's one of the games I want more than anything. But also, like, there's nothing. Everything comes out the week after Extra Life this yep. year. It's like I need something to play for Extra Life because I remember the one year I didn't have anything to play for Extra Life. I this is the one year I didn't complete where I fucking fell asleep playing video games because I was so bored <laughs> with all my goddamn games. So if I go into this year with nothing to play, I'm gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad time. Uh, but uh, anyways. Um, I, I, I do, I do agree though. I think this was the best one, uh, as far as just what was shown at it. Like none of them have really done anything that really caught my eye. That, but, Ooh, I want to check that out. Um, but I said the first two were just shadow dropped or one was like 12 hours. Like I remember like came out like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, Hey, eight in the morning, we're going to have a partner showcase. And that was our, like, remember we went crazy. It's like, what if they had been in the three? What if they have Shit. No More Heroes 3? What if they have this or that? And we didn't quite understand what Partner Showcase meant, and then now we know what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, this one, I think, it was rightfully so, I think, made a bigger deal. But I think this one, I understand, giving it, like, what, two-day notice that they're going to have one. Um, I think this one was okay. Uh, you know, you definitely don't go as crazy as you do with, like, the other ones. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's It was definitely the best one. Um, and I, I, I'm okay with these, like... I guess uh, I can't remember his name yet. I haven't figured. It, I haven't got been able to figure out remember it. But the new uh, president CEO of the company is like, I guess he's not like a huge fan of directs. So I'm kind of concerned that like these directs are going to go away the way they used to be. Like he's more of like, you know, we, we've seen the last year where it's just like a game gets announced, you know, anywhere from two weeks to two months before beforehand. So um, maybe the directs will stick around in some sort of sense. But I could see we're like having four or five, you know, 45 minute directs a year could go away. And then maybe we get like, you know, we get like the, we get a Mario, uh, Mario direct, or we get the, the random shadow drop of, Hey, paper Mario, not shadow drop. Paper Mario is coming out in two months or high warriors coming out in two months. So I can see that, that coming back around. But honestly, honestly, I understand from that perspective. And I did like the big chunks for Nintendo directs, but that often came with long periods of, uh, not knowing what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I think this year we've we we, we you know we we've had a long chunk of like what the fuck's the plan? Like what yep. are they doing? You know, That's and it's like I would much rather have like you know what what they used to have where it's like we always knew what was coming like that this was coming soon. We always had an idea like okay that we have like are this is coming around this area or this is coming out this date. Where like we basically went from like all right we knew Animal Crossing from basically from last E three to September. Where it was like over a year, where it's like, what the fuck's their plan after Animal Crossing? You know, it's like we got Paper Mario and that was it. You know, and then we finally got the collection, the Mario collection. So, uh, I would much rather have the latter uh, or have what they had before than this new this new thing. Even though you know it's exciting, but I I, I miss the directs. Um, but um, moving on to another topic here, we have one of my favorite things to talk about every month: the MPDs. This one for August. Um, so kind of a weird month. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to start from 20, working my way up to one. So number 20, we had Luigi, Luigi's Mansion three, 
Uh, number 19, Final Fantasy VII Remake. 18, Mario Odyssey. 17, Rainbow Six Siege. 16, Mario Party. Uh, 15, New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. 14, PGA Tour 2K21. 13, Minecraft. 12, Last of Us Part 2. 11, Breath of the Wild. 10, MK uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, 9, Paper Mario Orga- Origami King. Uh, 8, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 7, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 6, Ring Fit Adventures. 5, Animal Crossing New Horizon. 4, Ghost of Tsushima. 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 2, these are, this is kind of weird. UFC 4 and number uh, 1, Madden 21. So, um, a few interesting notes. The, uh, the Switch sold more consoles than any other, any other console ever in the month of uh, August. It beat out, I believe, uh, the Wii had the record back in 2008 yep. for most consoles ever sold. So, I think that makes sense. We look at 5 through 8, or 5 through 9, rather, are all um, Switch exclusives. You had Animal Crossing, Ring Fit Adventures, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Smash Brothers, and Paper Mario. And you look at... I mean, so what, five of five through nine, so five of the top ten are Switch games. But then you look at well, eleven Breath of the Wild, uh, fifteen Mario Brothers Deluxe, um, sixteen Mario Party, uh, eighteen Mario Odyssey, Luigi Mansion Three. So we had ten of the top twenty are Switch exclusive games. So that yeah. kind of, you can, it kind of makes sense. But um, I don't know. Did kind of anything blow your mind on this? Yes, actually, there's a couple. One. I understand that uh, Madden sells extremely well, regardless of the quality of it each year. But still, having Madden as a top seller and then having the UFC game, the top two spots going to EA games for the month of August, you know, it, that's kind of surprising to me. Not so much yeah. of like Madden, but also, but more or less the surprise that the UFC game is actually selling really well in terms of his debut. <laughs> that kind of caught me off guard. But then again, yeah. But then again, I'm not really too much of like an Ultimate Fighting fan. Yeah, so um, I'm me either, and you know, it's like it's still popular, but it's like it's one of those things just around, so you don't doesn't stay as much. But some fun facts here: this is the, I believe, the 21st year in a 21st consecutive year that Madden um, has had the best selling game uh, in August. Man, that doesn't surprise me a bit because that game every year that's released is the most bought sports game yeah and it's it sales this year were like we're up double digit percentage as well for the for the launch month uh and it kind of it came out i believe what's interesting too with that is because it's been the last few years it's come out at the beginning of august like that first like the first like 10 days of august it's come out mm-hmm. the last few years where typically is always the week of like the tuesday before nfl kicked off yes um so in, in the last few years like i said it's been like the first third of the month and this year, it actually, went, I think the I think their official release date was the twenty fifth. Um, but like, I had the, the game pass thing, so I had like the eighteenth or whatever. Right. Um, so it's interesting, even with coming out what three weeks later than normal, um, you know, still getting number one spot, and also um, being up double digit percentage. But it's like UFC. This is the highest selling one of theirs ever. Um, you know, it's just it, it's interesting, right? I, I feel. I mean, it's it's definitely a weird year. I think all these are going to come back down maybe next year, hopefully, because you look at like game sales just in general are just spiking this year. Um, you know, like Ring Fit Adventures wasn't. I don't think anybody would have like. I think like what were we talked about a few months ago where it went from being like the eight hundred and some odd sixty best game sold to like the top ten. It's the biggest jump ever for right. a game. Um, you know, it's just like people can't go out. They can't go to the or don't can't go to the gym or the states they can or places they can. They don't want to. So, 
Um, you know, some people want to get their exercise in. Ring Fit Adventure apparently is actually a decent workout uh, game. Um, and Switch has been doing better than anybody. Uh, I think Nintendo has uh, profited from video game wise more than anybody. Um, and during this uh, pandemic we're in, um, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's a weird month. It's it's definitely like, especially because like you know it's been a, you know it's like I think Madden and UFC were like the only. Well, I guess PGA Tour was the, the only three new games in this list. Everything else has been out for a little while now. But I don't know. The other thing I mean, that I could see of note from the whole MPD standings is Breath of the Wild is actually doing fairly well. It's almost inside the top 10 in terms yep, of like the MPDs for the month. What's also sort yeah. of surprising about the MPD list is The Last of Us Part 2, even though it released in June, the game has been gradually dripping down, like dipping down on the MPD charts. And to be perfectly honest, it's kind of surprising to see Breath of the Wild like outselling Last of Us 2 in the month of August. I mean, that kind of yeah. caught me by surprise because the game is going through... A couple of different types of price reductions now. Like it was sixty dollars at launch, and now three months later, it's down to forty. It's been on sale for forty. I don't think it's permanently at forty. I think it I've is seen it drop forty. I'm not sure. Okay, right, I'll have to look. Yeah, I'll I, look I would have to do the same thing, obviously, because I've been hearing reports that they were trying to permanently maybe reduce it down to forty. Um, uh, it's fifty on Amazon right now. Okay, it's so. fifty on Amazon. So, yeah, it's been fifty for a bit. Some retailers were trying to sell it as low as like say forty dollars, but yeah, I've uh, seen that they had a PlayStation state up like the sale thing a while back and had had it for forty. But yeah, that kind of surprises me that uh, the game that's been so revered right now by game journalists and stuff is kind of sliding down fairly quickly in that regards, as opposed to some of the other like first party Sony stuff that's released this year, like say Ghost of Tsushima. It's still inside the top five at least right now. I mean, it's been like out of a lesser time than say last of us part two but uh, yeah i don't know it's it's kind of interesting seeing like the games like perform in that regards and seeing breath of the wild it's been out since like what 2016 or something like that 2017 2017 yeah still a lot of interest to play the zelda games man still a lot mm-hmm. of interest to get that and that's probably yeah. the reason why that uh it's probably the reason why that game is going up so well is because so many people are buying switches in the month of august I mean, and what's the first game that people want to try out? They want to try out Breath of the Wild. They want to go through and get that game. And so maybe that's one of these spikes because, you know. Yeah, I I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you see, like, the Switch has been, like I was saying, the Switch and Nintendo has done better than, game-wise than anybody this year by a long shot. Agreed. And I think part of that, too, is, like, you look at everybody knows the PS4 and Xbox are... The current consoles are, you know, they're going away. The new ones coming out. Obviously, yep. we'll get to more of that later. But I think, you know, you look at like you're you're saying the Switch this is the best month a console has done in the month of August since 2008 when the Wii came out. And that was the second, that was the first summer the Wii was out. So that first 18 months the Wii was impossible to find. Um, I think that's a big reason why you know, like I said, 10 of the top 20 are Switch games. Breath of the Wild being number 11. I think that's part of the reason why Last of Us Part Two is is dropped down to 12. Is like um, the people that really wanted it got it. Like the first True. probably a couple weeks came out, and I think in the first three weeks it was out. It already became the fast, the highest selling um, uh, PS4 game, like con- exclusive game um, this generation. So and that was like Spider Man flipped by uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Actually, I think not well, too long after Ghost of Tsushima was was the best selling uh, new IP. Uh, new IP, yes. Okay, I, yeah, uh, you're for right the generation. 
but last of us part two was was overall the best um and best selling uh for console exclusive game i may it might even be overall but i'm um, probably not but i th- i think it's getting close to, it already surpassed spider-man in the first like month well yeah no um, doubt so I, I think it's more of a case where it's like one console is not selling as well because it's dying and going away um and the people that want it already got it and Breath of the Wild and shit like like I said, the other games at the market, it's Deluxe, Smash Brothers, blah, blah, blah. Um, those games have been out for a while, but a lot of people are buying those games, buying the console right now. So, And it's been more in stock lately, too. We're like the, for, for a while, like for three months. After Animal Crossing came out, like April, it seemed like April, May, and June, it was almost impossible to find. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. I remember I telling the story about, like, I couldn't even, like, we were trying to buy one for uh, Courtney's uh, nephew for his birthday because he loves coming over here and playing the Switch all the time. And the, the only thing I could find for him was a, uh, a Switch Lite bundle, which I know he was, a, he was, he's like seven or I think he's, I don't know, he's eight, he's eight now, but it's like, he was excited to get a Switch, but he's a little disappointed he didn't get the, the Switch like I have, the regular one. But, um, yeah. And now it's like, I've seen him more often. Like they're still selling out pretty quickly, but they're, they're a little more, um, if you want to find one, uh, you could probably find one, but like before, like you couldn't, even if you wanted to really, really want one, you couldn't find right, one. Right, right. So it's almost it was almost like buying a brand new console, which uh, we'll get to here in a second. But um, you know, Gables, uh, we've gone on a long time here. We still have one more topic to cover, and it's a big one. It's about the PS Five. Uh, so I think we will break this up into a second part here. I think I'm gonna do something weird though. I'm gonna release the PS Five part before we release this part. So we're gonna do it in a weird backward order here. But um, all right, yeah, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, well, you know, for Gables and I, it'll just be a minute, but for you guys, it'll be a, f- a few days. I'll break it up. So I'll probably release this one in the middle of the week and then the PS5 one. I don't know why I'm saying this because it's backwards to you guys. But um, yeah, uh, we'll be back in a few days <laughs> with, with the new episode for this weekend. But uh, thank you for listening. I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, I hope you guys have yourself a fun week. Definitely play some fun stuff or watch some fun stuff. I don't give a crap. Just have yourself a fun yeah. old time. But, yes. and most importantly of all of that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables? Yep. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wipe your ass. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the statement of 2020, baby. Right. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>